Hello and welcome to another episode of Coffee and Conservation, a laid-back podcast where we discuss everything from cool animals, conservation, the environment, and what we can do to help. I'm Robert Pike, a field journalist for the Global Conservation Force, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mike Veal, a world-renowned rhino conservationist and president of the Global Conservation Force. to Costa Rica actually delayed us quite a bit. Um, over the last couple months, there's been a lot of planning and footwork uh, for our field anti-poaching units uh, in Southern Africa. And that includes a lot of stuff going on with our canines and mounted units. Um, so that has kept us a little stalled. We have a couple of key guests coming up in the very near future. Um, and we have some episodes to edit and release, which are going to be short clips that we're going to kind of release in between a couple other things in the coming weeks as well. They're kind of like teaser kind of things. Yeah, like teaser clips, because uh, we had a lot of technical errors, actually, with the last two episodes. Uh, internet connectivity was a real nightmare for everyone involved. So it kind of made the episodes impossible to enjoy sitting down and listening all mm-hmm. the way through. So. To skip that, one, we're going to, like I said, mini clip it. And the next one, we're going to actually just sit down with that key special guest, a very famous person in the rhino conservation industry, and just do it over a braai in, in Africa. So, um, Which is almost better. Yeah, yeah, it's actually a lot better. Yeah. Um, there's no lag. There's no choppiness. Uh, the comedy should be a lot better, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially too, it's something different than just like sitting down and like seeing face to face with the person you're interviewing. You know, it, it just it adds something a little special. Yeah, it becomes a lot more natural. Yeah. Um, we had also planned to uh, do a podcast episode while we were in Costa Rica, but <laughs> how'd that go? Uh, we literally didn't have any time. We didn't have enough time to shower, dude. No, we were like just running from step to step. Mm-hmm. So. I guess today's episode really comes down to how to adventure Costa Rica. Yeah. Um, now, here's the caveat. Here's here's the asterisk. Uh, we don't travel like normal folks for the most part. So this is, if you're going to adventure scale, I would give it a rating of like 8 out of 10. And no danger. Well, actually, there will be a little bit of danger. We'll come to that later. Um, <laughs> it's more of a, like, we book our own cars. We do our own driving in country. We yeah. get our own SIM cards. Uh, we book our own lodges and everything. Um, and we're not staying in like the Ritz or anything like that. But yeah. uh, we're kind of just looking for staying at decent places that are clean with good food and they're not dangerous in the region. Now, Costa Rica is mm-hmm. not known to be dangerous. Just yeah. FYI. San Jose, obviously, is a city, but you're not really going to hang out there. Um, it was surprisingly really clean it for, was for, really for being the capital of Costa Rica and just a, oh, yeah. a major mel- med- metropolitan city. Yeah, totally clean. Yeah. Um, but even there, you know, you're not feeling this imminent danger like you mm-hmm. do in other cities. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's kind of like the intro. You know, this isn't like the user's manual for everybody who goes to C- Costa Rica. There, there are easier, more plush ways 
um, and obviously a lot more expensive ways. Um, we did uh, put in the time to try to squeeze in a lot on this trip. So we did, we, we saw uh, three out of four corners of the country. Yeah. Um, and we were also in the midsection of the country. So we saw several different habitat zones and that was part of the goal. So again, like you could go to Costa Rica and hang out one area and totally enjoy it. And mm-hmm. it could be a lot more cost effective, but because we wanted to do this, it was still very cost effective. We just added more experiences to our short time frame. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we only, I think really relaxed on the beach once out of the seven days for the other seven or five. It was just like, run, 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 go, go, go. Yeah. It was, it was jungle hikes. All adventures. It was adventuring. It was mm-hmm. inclement weather, off-roading, uh, Russian techno, Russian you know. techno, toll roads, yeah, um, dangerous mountain roads with tight lanes, stick and... shift cars. Oh gosh! <laughs> so let's start there, dude. Um, let's flashback. Uh, it is now April thirtieth. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna launch this episode today. Oh, we really? Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll kick it out on air today. Yeah, because it's Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've we've missed roughly a month. Yeah. Um. So, uh, for the record, though, like Almadine had purchased a, an automatic car. She did with full intention of her and possibly me driving. So, yeah, I'd like to point further before you get where you're going, and I know where you're going. I just want to point out we had good intentions. Everybody, everybody had good intentions. We're all just trying to do our best. Just trying, trying to make it. Some people try to say. Um, so we go to Costa Rica, and currently, just as a heads up, um. Traveling with a mask is mandatory on flights. Yep. Uh, really, the health pass system that Costa Rica has through their tourism industry window uh, and department uh, is actually really very seamless. Yeah. Um, basically, you just state that, yeah, you're not sick. You establish your day to travel, where you're traveling, and you get a external health insurance just mm-hmm. in case you were to become positive in Costa Rica mm-hmm. and you get quarantined for two weeks, yeah. you're covered. Because they have universal health care there. Yeah. yeah, they have universal health care there, but they don't want to pick up the 400 tabs, so they do make you, yep. uh, which is pretty smart. Which wasn't really that much. It was no. like 75 bucks for seven days. Yeah, so. which is considering what could, if you, so keep in mind, if you get, uh, if you did get quarantined, mm-hmm. um, you're actually going to be there for two full weeks. Yeah. So considering $75 for two full weeks mm-hmm. of medical, mm-hmm. full care, and housing that's yeah, pretty dang good um so yeah we we fly in um we left out of uh, lax and transferred like through houston two in the morning i think is when we left mm-hmm. two in the morning and you were eating pizza in the car <laughs> yeah dude i mean what else pizza's good pizza is so that, the that's the best like all around 24 hour food i just thought it was funny because I'm, I'm barely awake and you're like just chilling eating pizza uh, let's just i guess backing up there I was driving right then too, because yep. everybody's everybody's a little tired in the a little car. Sleepy sleep. So I've got like a a coffee at two a.m. I yep. went to bed at ten thirty because yep. I was working on stuff and uh, for the nonprofit. And then we hop over and driving from uh, San Diego to to LAX. LAX, and I'm like snacking on midnight pizza basically. Yep. Um, so we get to the transfer. We you know fly over. That's all easy realistically it's not too difficult flights are really nice um get into costa rica super easy as well just show them this qr code that we Mm -hmm. made 
based off of the health cert. Yeah. And then we transferred to go pick up a rental car. That was a little difficult because we actually booked with a third-party uh, local who does off-road vehicles. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that was difficult about it was uh, because of COVID right now, um, there are not that many people and, and there are not that many like liaisons at any of the businesses. So, But as soon as we found the right person, they're like, oh, yeah, this is where you're going? Okay, we'll take yeah. you there. I believe it was under Alamo. Mm-hmm. Um, he was He's a subcontractor of Alamo. Uh, we take a bus 45 minutes from the airport. Um, Amadine had booked a economy four by four vehicle. So, you know, basically it was just supposed to be a smaller, like, um, like samurai or ninja, yeah, yeah. um, you know, it's the small Suzuki's. Um, but we, we didn't know for sure cause classic car rental. Well, this is where the plot to sa- twist happens. Um, <laughs> they roll out and, uh, they roll out the rental car company rolls out with it and, it's a nice car. Looks yeah, great. Yeah. I mean, I'm stoked. Plenty of space for stuff. Plenty of space for us. Mm-hmm. It's got a radio that works. Nothing's dirty. Doesn't stink like smoke. You know, like no cigarette smoke. And uh, the one issue is it's stick shift. And now, keep in mind, we're tired because we've been traveling since like 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Same day, and we're there now, like at I think 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Yep. Um. And, uh, yeah, the car is stick shift, which that's not a problem at all for me. For you. Uh, but for my passengers, thank you, Toulouse. It also wasn't a problem for me or Almadine either. For the record. Right. Because we for don't the record. stick. Um, for all those who are wondering, that is my Swamp Alley Cat here who is chiming in with his own input here. Um, and uh, Freya hacking up a something yep. in the background there's gonna be a lot of background noise ambient today sounds because yeah. uh we're filming in my filming recording in my backyard and apparently everybody needs to add to today's podcast everyone has something to say um so what ends up happening is i end up being the only driver because no one else wants to drive in costa rica through jungle roads at night in the rain mm-hmm. with a stick shift and uh these are not like flat roads these are very uh kind of winding and turning hilly very steep incline they're well maintained but they're well maintained you know if you're driving slow it's not a problem but yeah. if you if you can't drive stick shift efficiently it's definitely not your game Ow. did Toulouse just bite you yeah outstanding <laughs> moving seats uh damn melon line <laughs> cat just comes up takes a bite out of my thigh i uh so Toulouse is a rescue cat. Um, I guess it's the first time he's made appearance here, uh, just because he's chilling in the backyard with us. But uh, usually, really nice. He uh, he keeps the Malinois in line. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> just bitch you dude. Oh uh, man, eyeing me. Look at him. Yeah, he's like, "What's up, dude?" He's make a move, bitch. <laughs> uh, anyways, oh, I totally forgot to bring you something today. Oh no, what was it? It was something really cool. I got you. I got you something. I don't want it to ruin the surprise, but okay. I forgot. It was right next to the t-shirt I was going to bring back down, and I forgot. That's okay. We'll we'll catch up on. We've got for all, all right. for all those uh, listening. There's a lot going on right now. We've mm-hmm. got like multiple instructors on their way out. Some mm-hmm. instructors already out. We've got unit shift changes. We've got uh, some film projects going, okay. and so we're just like grants to everything. We're grants out to. on everything. Trying to pick up fundraisers yeah. where fundraisers wherever we can. Alley cats. Uh, Toulouse, who's at the end of a, a cat pulley right now that wants a piece of Robert's leg. He's looking at his lips. He's like, 
he's, yeah he's like come on over yeah, here bro exactly. um so yeah so end up driving i end up in dri- driving the entirety mm-hmm. of costa rica mm-hmm. almadine's a navigator yeah she's a navigator and robert's the uh the nap specialist in the back i was um yeah i was just i was quality i was quality control yeah um we uh the first day we had to drive what was listed as two and a half hours, mm-hmm. but because they took us 45 minutes to the east to get the rental car, mm-hmm. that actually ended adding an hour and 15 minutes because we ended up getting stuck in traffic going mm-hmm. out of the city. So we we went to Monteverde first. Um, long way around of getting to the first stop. Monteverde is the mountain cloud forest region. Mm-hmm. Uh, really cool trails, really beautiful scenery. Good Good food. Um, it, it's very well known for the Monteverde Reserve, um, the the Cloud Forest Reserve, uh, and it's coffee. Mm-hmm. And actually, that those are the two reasons we went there. Um, we stayed at a basic, nice place, um, breakfast included. Yeah, and we ended up hiking and uh, doing some trail sightseeing stuff. Went on some coffee tours. Our our hotel smelled like old people though. That's kind of normal in the tropics yeah. belt, you know. Like if you're in the equator, mm. like it wasn't dirty. So no, it wasn't dirty. It's it just, just how you, humid you everything the door, is. Like grandma, yeah. you know? <laughs> grandma, grandma. Do you have a Cuban cigar humidor? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was a it was a it was a nice it was a nice resort. It was we did a lot of cool things. Yeah. So I would say if if you're gonna go Costa Rica, know what specifically you want to do, right? Yeah. Um, we knew we wanted to hike these areas. We were also like herping, so we were looking for different species of frogs, snakes, and lizards. And uh, we were excited about the birds and the primate sightings too. But mm-hmm. like the the really colorful, different reptile species and amphibian species of Costa Rica were like on the top of the list. Yeah. Um. So we hiked the cloud forest. Honestly, I'd say that's worth like if it you don't really see a lot. It is kind of heavily trafficked mm-hmm. uh, and and in the sense of like their regions it's not like yosemite busy or yeah. yellowstone busy or cougar national park busy but it's busy enough that like a lot of the wildlife isn't going to be creeping around around the trails too yeah. much you'll see stuff um we definitely saw some rare birds and a couple other things but not as much as we saw in other places not as much as we were expecting you not know, as much it, as we expected we were, they were talking it up and they were like oh dude they're gonna come out of everywhere mm-hmm. but it was you know, we saw we saw like howler monkeys and stuff and that was cool yeah um, but you also uh, for those of you traveling coast Rica, you're not allowed to bring in plastic water bottles to national parks yes so you're gonna need to bring in your own alternate um water source so like a camelback or like a reusable water bottle or something like mm-hmm. that we learned that one not the hard way mm-hmm. um yeah so that's that's a calculated thing there um so I'd say if you're going to go to this area and you're going to do a coffee tour mm-hmm. give yourself two days give yourself mm-hmm. one day to kind of hike in and two days in location two full days uh uh, if you're gonna hike the cloud forest uh there's also another parallel type area to that the other side of town was actually really cool um there's this butterfly garden Mm -hmm. and honestly that's pretty cool yeah um it's managed but it's uh it's a great way to see and understand all the life cycles of all the different butterflies there um rain or shine uh <laughs> yeah I, emphasis on the rain yeah emphasis on like the torrential downpours um and then the coffee tours give yourself plenty of time there too mm-hmm. um the tours average like two and a half three hours long mm-hmm. um and in this area there's 
there's good breweries there are good restaurants Mm -hmm. um there's other hiking trails there's rafting and zip lining so you kind of you don't want to get like caught up we we definitely cut our time there short but i think it actually worked out to our advantage because we were going to several other coastal and uh, jungle regions yeah this is also to our first time there so we wanted to kind of paint the plate and like okay a couple of days here if we wanted we can come back right a couple of days there we wanted wanted to get like an understanding of the entire layout yeah um so we could make sense of our next trip um just really how we how we travel it's like two days there three days there two days here three days there yeah you get a good sense of everything um that said um the area was super cool but yeah. personally i don't think i would go back uh to this area unless i wanted to go back to another coffee thing mm. but i think i saw enough of the area in we we jam-packed i think we did something like 15 miles of hiking and jungle hiking like every in, day in the day and a half we mm-hmm. were there um we were there one full day and a partial morning mm-hmm. and we just literally were everywhere mm-hmm. um so then we headed down to uh the Puerto Viejo area, uh, Cuita. Uh, we, yeah. we were just outside of Cuita National Park, and uh, the Gondoka Manzanillo Refuge area. We were between those two zones. Um, we chose this area because Puerto Viejo and and, and more particular uh, Cuita National Park, the peninsula, is rated as the best coral reef diving in the country. Mm-hmm. And um, so we wanted to do that. Robert and I wanted to surf, and then we were on the we were on the photo hunt for these frog species and yeah. a bunch of other stuff. So that drive though was listed as I think. So th- here's the other thing to keep in mind: driving in another country is not so much about the miles; mm-hmm. it's about how the the locals rate the hours of travel. Um. If it was California driving, it'd be like three hours. Yeah. It was Costa Rica driving. And it was rated a seven, and I made it in five. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I made it in five was because it was a Sunday, and a lot of people were not on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I was also very comfortable driving the speeds of the locals in these mountain passes and these like, like Jurassic Park jungle roads. It really was. It was like up a mountain, down a waterfall kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. and it was beautiful. I would highly recommend driving never felt unsafe mm-hmm. in the sense of like you know who's around you I definitely say you know you don't have to drive fast give yourself plenty of time drive during yeah. the day only in a lot of these spots um we did the trek we left early we left i think at 5 a.m um and i wanted to make sure that i had first light just in case we hit any issues you know you never know you pop a tire yeah um food is not always going to be everywhere um, the, the local restaurants are called sodas there. So you, mm-hmm. if you like want to stop at a roadside soda, you want to make sure you have cash. So like, you never know you, you, you plan for slowdowns and errors. Yeah. Um, that said Waze, the app is the best app for 90% of that country. Um, and Google maps is the other way to go. Waze is up to date used by the locals. And so, you know, where like the speed traps are and the cops yeah. are. Yeah. And the locals will like flash their lights at you if you're coming around a corner and there's like a speed trap. That was really cool too. So that helped us out quite a few times because the first time we're like, why are they flashing at us? Mm-hmm. Like, there's got to be something going on. Um, so made that long drive. Coming out of a big, tall mountain that kind of looks like, actually literally looks like a tropical forest. And it feels like you're in the foothills of Southern California coming yeah. out of like San Bernardino National Forest. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a Yellowscape. They're, uh, they, they are in a mild drought in some of these areas they were waiting on rain 
um, and they had a shorter rainfall year. Um, and so that's probably why it was that color. But then, uh, you know, you, you go through there, you go through a little city, it's all green, and then you hit, like, literal Jurassic Park green, massive broad leaves mm-hmm. and blue Caribbean coast um, waters. And so we were driving along that for a while, and we stayed, like I said, just outside of Puerto Viejo, closer to the Coita side. Um, same thing there. We went with, uh, you can do hotel lodgings, you can do uh, hostel-style stays, mm-hmm. and you can do, um, like, Airbnbs. We went with, a like, a mid-range hotel, yeah. which basically just was a private accommodation, breakfast included. It reminded me of, like, you know in Forrest Gump, you know how, like, his mom, like, would, like, put people up in the house kind of thing? Yeah. It reminded me a lot like that. Like, we got checked in by, like, this nine-year-old girl, and we're like, hello? She's yeah. like, hey, what can I do for you? Spoke perfectly English. Yeah. She was like, we're here to check in. She's like, oh, great, I got you. Come over to my laptop. I'm just learning, you know, multiplication. You know, oh, like- this is a good point of the story, actually, because, uh, so, I was really tired from driving. Yeah. And so, like, the first thing I did is, like, I wanted a cup of coffee, and I sat down in the, like outdoor patios pool area yeah and Amadine and robert go over to the water just to see what's over there yeah because there's like a little stream that goes through the the area and robert goes oh dude Amadine, look at that turtle because that's all you guys were saying you're like look at the turtle turtle and you guys were turtling out and i was like i want to be part of the turtle club and, and i um, saw a turtle Amadine walks up and goes i don't see a turtle but i see the caiman right there and yeah. he goes oh yeah oh yeah that, that log the log <laughs> what that thing's cool robert thought was a turtle was a Cayman. Yeah, no, there was a turtle that swam next <laughs> to the caiman, and then it startled the caiman, and the caiman swam away. And as soon as it swam away, Almadine was like, "There's no way Mike's gonna believe us." Yeah, that important note was left out. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, that was pretty funny though, because that was and it wasn't a scary caiman. It was no, like no, it, was, it like, was like two feet. Yeah, maybe. it wasn't very big. Um, and uh, <laughs> so then we went and got our hotel room sorted mm-hmm. it's like this bungalow it was a private bungalow it was, it was really cool. nice yeah um and then uh the we headed back out in the town for lunch yeah sat off the coast there looking at the caribbean ocean yeah and uh then we ordered burritos and beer off the beach yeah. and kind of just sat in for a it's bit pretty cool uh, it was really cool that area the weather was good uh, there was some rain at night, some tropical showers. Mm-hmm. One of the nights it was really heavy. Um, so the next day, though, we had sorted out. Actually, that night. Yeah. That night, we sorted out a local guide who did night uh, reptile and amphibian tours, and so uh, that was cool. Shout out, Abel. Mm-hmm. Actually. I- no, I did confuse the days. It was the next full day. It was the next, well, yeah, because we, we did, did we did that morning hike. Yes, yeah, so for eyelash trappers. So we packed in a ton again here. Um, so day of craziness. We get up early. We go hike and quick. We get in like five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, getting into the jungle, um, dude. Mosquitoes. Bring yourself uh, some mosquito repellent lotion. So skin mm-hmm. so soft. Something for the swarms. Um, we go cruising through, we see a bunch of stuff and then we hit the beach at Quita and we're going towards the point in the national forest and we come across a Tamandua and like that was just Nat Geo gold. You were, you were stoked on that. We hung out with a little guy for probably 35, 40 Mm -hmm. minutes and, uh, just let him do his thing. And he was, he actually came up to me a couple of times and just cause I sat down and he was doing his thing. He was a juvenile. 
It's just I'm saying he. We don't really know. Yeah, yeah. Um, little 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 guy. What was crazy about it though is like we were like losing our minds, and then people would walk by and we're like, "Dude, look at this thing!" They're like, "Uh huh." Yeah, I don't think they realized how rare that sighting is. Yeah, I don't think so. Because then later when we told our night guide for the uh, herping expedition, he was like, you saw Tamandua? I haven't seen one in a year and a half. And I look every day and it's like, ah, dude, I knew it was hard to find these. You just hung out with us, man. Yeah, we could have helped you out. Yeah. Uh, So this this trek, though, this jungle trek is really beautiful. Really nice. Um, This one is, I would highly recommend this one. Again, I have to actually say, if you're going to Costa Rica and you want to do beach and jungle, go to this area. Yeah um i could have spent two more days there for sure oh, for sure um the surf is good over there from gnarly big breaks on coastal reef to sandbar yeah. the jungle treks are amazing and the beach itself if you want to just chill there's areas that are really nice and then you can snorkel the food's good the people are nice food's good people are nice so we finish up our hike there we get a bunch of different reptile picks of course we get the tamandua mm-hmm. we did a little hermit crab racing um Robert and Amdine ended up owing me a beer because my hermit crab won. <laughs> your, your, dude, your crab should not have won. It was so much bigger than ours. Dude, I thought no, mine was going to be quicker. You picked the small one. I yeah. picked the mid-range, and Amdine picked like oh, yeah, yeah. The, the softball. Hulk Hogan of the freaking yeah. – yeah. My guy didn't even show up to the race. He just stayed in his shell. He's like, they're going to eat me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably what it was. You probably intimidated my crab because it was so much bigger than mine. Probably. Damn it. I mean, probably. Um, crab racing, just so you know, it's not like we – went and bought crabs or anything like that uh there are hermit crabs everywhere and they're commonly scuttling all around so you just all we did was we drew a circle Mm -hmm. a big circle in the middle of the trail we grabbed the we each grabbed our own race uh race race crab within an arm's reach put them in the center and then they went on their way with their normal racing and no harm no foul no harm no foul um and had a good laugh at the same time and they kept walking yeah um we so we had to finish this this section up because you know we went early morning to this mm-hmm. and then we are also running a time we did we did eight miles of hiking uh, with four out and four back yeah uh, because we were hiking the entirety of the national park trail on the southern side and we we didn't realize there's two entrances at that point so we should have gone to the north side and, and taken a guide apparently that side has a lot more wildlife sightings so i would highly recommend coming in for the northern entrance to quita so the sort the southern part because like there's like day guides and these guys are really good actually mm-hmm. um, no they're really really good their eyes are tuned for it and they know all the subspecies and the localities and everything and that's sometimes very hard to designate depending on where you're at um so we cruise back out of there we go for lunch the it pours Cru- down rain cruise is a is this is an interesting word yeah we we <laughs> hiked fast because i said guys we have a deadline you're like we have a deadline i was like oh, we're like we're tired mike you're I was like, like, I was like if we fast. keep this pace we're, yeah. we're walking in this jungle at yeah. 15 minutes like a mile 90 degrees it's 100 percent humidity, humidity. Yeah, yeah it's like just everything's soaking wet yeah dude you're you're like the little road runner yeah and Dean and I are like tired dad <laughs> Gonna Legs. Die. yeah we need snacks so we get out and then we go for lunch. And yeah. You guys didn't die. You didn't die. Rehydrated. And oh, I so wish I had brought that thing, dude. You would have loved it. Okay. Well, I'm I'm getting super. Well, you're I, gonna like we'll it. have to reveal what it yeah, is you're next. Like it. Um, so we go to lunch, and I booked this uh, the Kuita uh, snorkeling yeah. tour, and we caught the last one of the day. This is also heads up. This area, you kind of want to book your stuff in advance. Uh, don't you use TripAdvisor to find and go through your stuff, but 
talked to the guides individually and booked through them. They told us that they kind of get ripped off. Mm-hmm. Um, and TripAdvisor puts stuff on top. So like what should be like 20 bucks, TripAdvisor makes it like $75. Yeah. And they take the bulk of the cut. So you're not actually helping some of these dudes out. Um, so I directly WhatsApp was WhatsApping with the uh, this is this a text messaging and data mm-hmm. style uh, app uh, with the one of the guides at this Kuita tours, and he set up the day afternoon trip and it ended up just being the three of us and, and him. It was so cool, super and cool. the driver, yeah, and the boat captain. Yeah. Um, Tell them about the sloth. How crazy was oh, that? Oh yeah, yeah. So Dude. we we get our stuff signed up. We're we're getting ready to go, and we hadn't seen a sloth up close yet, like we're anywhere. Scouring through these rainforests, we're walking the city street. That's not like a city though. Yeah. It's a small little town. Yeah, to and the boat, to the boat, and boom, yeah. sloth right yeah. there, two toed sloth. Yeah, um, in the tree, and he goes, oh, right there. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> like yeah. we didn't even need to go do like yeah. now. It was it was adding up to be close to twenty miles of jungle mm-hmm. trekking. We hadn't seen a sloth yet. Yep. I was like, all we had to do was just like get a beer and walk in the streets and look at it on the trees everywhere. It was so nonchalant. He was like, yeah, yeah, dude, airplane food's crazy. Also, there's a sloth. Yeah. And I'm like, what? Oh, man. Yeah. And so we were laughing at that point. Um, and then when we got on the boat, though, which was nice, we had a clearing in the storm and the rain. Mm-hmm. And it had been raining on and off all week. So, like, the conditions weren't perfect, but the water's like, I think my watch clocked it at 84 degrees yeah. Fahrenheit, like, which is just really nice. nice. It's like 20% visible or 20, what do you think? Like 20, 15 feet? Yeah. How, how, I think the viz was probably like 30 maybe. 30? It was cloudier because of sediment and the rain, but it was still nice. Yeah. Um, and they said too, like peak season is, we were kind of getting in the middle of peak season. So mm-hmm. like uh, you want to look at the peak season season for all these diving areas um, because the seasonal tides and um, rain can really affect visibility in the water and what you're going to see. So like if it's extremely sunny and the ocean's calm, you still might not see a lot of fish because like the brightness and the intensity of the sun, they kind of hide a little bit more. Um, But then if it's like your boat might get rained out consistently if you go at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. Um, So they were saying like that plus COVID made it really hard to get boats out um, in the recent year. Um, so we we saw a bunch of stuff on the dive yeah. though, yeah. Uh, lots of really cool corals, mm-hmm. um, fire coral, fire and coral, antler coral, whatever it's called, corn. yeah, elkhorn mm-hmm. coral. And really, then lots mm-hmm. of species of fish. Yeah, what was your favorite one? Honestly, I I dig pufferfish. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, even though it's evasive too, I really like the lionfish. Yeah, so the lionfish is a good topic. Um, you know, pet trade aquarists that had dumped lionfish you know, anywhere in the Gulf have mm-hmm. made it to plague infestation levels in the ocean and they out compete and out eat and actually eat all the native species and mm-hmm. there's no natural hunter. So they're really devastating. Um, so we did find out in this region that once a season, uh, the locals go and do uh, like a call on them and mm-hmm. then they eat them. Um, but even with that, they said like they're back every year and they're just, you know, they're, wreaking havoc um and it's just because of the size of the population in the med or not mediterranean the the uh, the caribbean sea yeah um so that's i don't know i have a different view on them i think i mean i i can appreciate their beauty but i see them as a pest too because sure they've caused like extinctions of so many like local pocket extinctions of so many fish and other mm-hmm. species um 
and it's kind of like it, it kind of reminds me of like the people who were irresponsible with like burmese pythons in sure. florida and sure. like even tegus now and a bunch of other species that are just wreaking havoc on species that can't combat them um but yeah i was i mean that's cool that's the area cool. is known for their lobster um, yeah they have a lobster season so if you go in lobster season lobster's really cheap he did not get my lobster joke either no he did not yeah he did he our guide for this tour was great fantastic super knowledgeable but he did not get like our very american kind of like comedy point on everything he was not born with a funny bone no 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 he he always came back with a very like analytical mm -hmm. like, we wouldn't do that because, yeah and you're like, okay yeah because he showed us this huge lobster and i was like oh dude can we just put like yep there's dinner he's like well technically no because it's lobster season and this is we're out of season and the catch limit is this i'm like okay cool you could have just laughed and be like uh-huh yeah yeah we're just like okay and yeah. he's and he's like He's like, well, no, actually, Robert, you're yeah. stupid because. And yeah, you're like, yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then like the fire coral, like if you touch it, it's supposed to sting really bad. And if it, if you touch it, you you're supposed to get somebody to pee on you. I was like, Mike, if you catch me rolling around a fire coral, you'll know what to do. And he was like, Well, you surely shouldn't do that. It's a rather stingy type thing. And, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, Okay, all right, you're gonna, yeah. you're missing the point here, guy. I just want my friend to pee he, on me. He he just he said something too when we were talking about the. Oh, we were talking about the basilisk. I was like, Yeah, mm. I only picked that one up just to like surprise you guys because you walk right past it and yeah. we're talking about something and he's like well you really shouldn't be touching the wildlife i'm like it's a joke bro for like the 50th time yeah. it's a joke yeah and he's like we, you know there is a rule in the national park yeah. and like which i guess he kind of has to be because i'm sure he gets so yeah, many, like he, he probably saying, does get the actual tourist who's like oh, yeah. saying that yeah. and is serious because mm -hmm. like, he tells me he was saying that people get on the snorkel and they don't even know how to swim yeah and he was like yeah they just put a life vest on them and just let them float and i was like that's crazy yeah you're like you know? okay just, yeah I mean, you know what though? The ocean tide's not that bad there. I guess that's a good point. And this was it like the salt content? Can you kind of float a little bit more, right? I don't know. I don't yeah. think that's. Is that, I, don't, I don't think so. Read that once in a book. Um, I know. I know that. Like, if there is more, if it is more saline, you can definitely float better. But I don't know if the mm. Caribbean's more saline than the Pacific. Um, it tasted different. Did it? Yeah, like salt. The Caribbean salt water tasted different than the Pacific salt water. I couldn't tell. Yeah. Uh, one of the many gifts COVID gave me. I yeah, right. I can't tell. Um, and we actually ended up having to cut the snorkeling thing short because we were so pressed on time. Oh, yeah. So we got there for a while. Yeah. Um, again, I would say if you're going to go to this area, give yourself like five days. Yeah. Set up a main activity per day because it's just too cool to like let pass. And there's like lots to do mm -hmm. in this area. Um. So we left there to catch the botanical garden uh, in time. But more importantly, like we had a massage booked at four and yeah. it's like three, what, like three, 10, three 15. And the guy was like, Oh, if you want to listen to, if you want to watch frogs, you got to go to the botanical garden. You're like, I don't care. We're making time for it. Yeah. And, and we had all like said, you know, we should just actually take it easy for a second and get yeah. a massage. Well, we did everything but take it easy. Still got the <laughs> massage. <laughs> and we we the massage is supposed to be relaxing you're like all right this is a pit stop for me to catch my breath and then we're gonna keep going yeah okay everybody stretch out let's yeah. go we're gonna go to the next thing so we yeah we did exactly that we went to the botanical gardens which was really cool really cool area. dude yeah um five out of five stars on TripAdvisor, and you get greeted with like a local fruit drink mm -hmm. and then you do like a little like medicinal plant tour and a bunch of other stuff there yeah. and uh we were there though because we wanted to see the poison arrow frogs and you did and you saw it. We, we tracked them down got some really cool pictures and videos uh the toucan sightings 
are also on par here. Um, this was not the spot. This is one of two spots I saw in where uh, Robert and Amdeen did not. Nope. And I it, did not see one the entire time. It trip. was hilarious. Because you were making it up. The first time, uh, I'm like walking <laughs> and looking through the trees, and I go, oh, I can hear a toucan. And they're too busy, like, fire dancing because there's there were leaf ants, ants all over their feet. Our feet. And so they're both having an episode, and I'm like, toucan, look. And yeah. I'm not standing in the ant trail. <laughs> there's no way, though, dude, because the, birds make sounds, right? So they go, caca, and they flap. Yeah. We did not hear a caca or a flap. Well, they don't make a caca sound. They make a different sound. And I, the first one we saw, well, the first one I saw was a small toucanette. Yeah. Um, and then the next one I saw was, you know, your classic, you know, big keeled uh, toucan. And that was at the botanical garden. But again, uh, I think Robert was just watching his step because they're like the little frogs are everywhere. Mm -hmm. And Amadine was just in her own world because of the frogs. She was going bananas. And I'm like, guys, that's the tree that he said that they like eat out of all the time. Yep. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, there's a toucan right there. Like, sure there and is. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, whatever. And they're like, Later, I'm like, you guys see the toucans at all? They're like, no. Nope. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Um, so in this whirlwind, then we go for massage. Uh, they... Tell them what you did after we saw, after our little trek. Because we were like, should we turn around? And you're like, no, just keep going. And you kept going, and you had your sandals on. And you got yeah, so just we, destroyed we, we in mud. took a shortcut out of the botanical garden, and it was like this old Jeep trail that was washed out. Yeah, because it just rained. And I ended up like walking through mud that goes up to mid calf on my legs. And um, I'm like, Oh, it's not a big deal. And I walk through the river and then literally like 10 feet before the truck fall into another mud sinkhole. Like, like same, same, like yeah. no, like just completely covered in mud. And uh, I go, ah, oh, well, hopefully they'll have a, they've got to have a shower there. Like it's right off the beach. And so this, is my, in, this is my favorite part of the entire trip coming up right here to you, everyone going into the massage place. It's all nice. Super it's outdoors. Like it's an outdoor garden with an outdoor hut and the reception. And I see, okay, they've got like a foot wash station. I'm like, cool. And so I, first thing I do is I just like call myself. I'm like, hey, stepped in a nasty puddle. And I'm so happy to like, if I, I could just go rinse myself off, like mm -hmm. you guys have a hose, like I don't even care. Cause they bring out these like fancy, really nice bowls for yeah. like a salt soak. And I was like, no, no, no. Like I can't do that to your bowl. Like just let me. Let me go find, you know, hose or something. And like, and the first lady comes up. She's like, "No, no, that's fine. This is what it's for. It's to get the the, the mud off of your legs." Yeah, she's like, "It's it's okay. You know, it's a beach. It's everyone's sandy. It's no worries." And then, like, a minute later, one of the mistresses comes out and goes, "No." <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, "I know. I just tried to self shower yeah. you." Like, and she goes, she basically just like says, "Okay." You go to the back. There's a shower. I'll show you where it's at. Just strip down, take a shower, and then hop on the massage bed. So funny. And I'm like, I'm laughing. They're freaking dying because could I just, not like, stop laughing. Public shaming, and <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I tried to do that. She's like, No, well, dude. We had hiked like eight miles, and then had just got done snorkeling, and then hiked like another mile in the botanical garden. So like. Yeah, it's fair to say we were pretty dirty. Cave feet. Yeah. And so I actually, I loved it because I was the only one that got like a full shower. I know. Almadine and I were trying to shower. Like I was trying so hard to be clean. Yep. And I'm like, oh, this is great. Yeah. So then. That would so happen. We get, uh, we get a nice massage. Now, I think this is my favorite part. 
So, you know, like in a massage, it usually is like, okay, what's your comfort? And you kind of like, yeah. you know, leave your boxers on yeah. if you're a dude. Or and they ask, where do you like to be? You know, where yeah, do you, where not, do you want not want to be touched? Place? And um, I think I lost all those privileges because I was sent to the showers. Yeah. And so, and like that whole formality kind of got mixed. This place is very professional and nice. It wasn't yeah, like anything great. dodgy or anything like that. Um, so they just they just told me, you know, like, okay, if, you know, if you're in pain anywhere or is there an area you want us to focus on? And, like, my back was kinked from driving. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, let's just, like, back and shoulders kind of thing. And um, I uh, – so I, you know, decided to go just full naked like they normally do and they cover you and everything. Yeah. Now, Robert did the same, but Robert's masseuse – left his left his meat on show yeah my missus was a lot more uh she was just like yeah this is a (laughs) she's a lot more natural um you know it's a very like beach culture open culture now this is not to say this happened to everybody this tends to happen to robert like this so does this is like robert's life story and so after the massage he goes so like were you guys like covered with summer like yeah (laughs) yeah he goes like so like mike like she like your junk was covered the whole time. I was like, yeah, yeah, I was totally covered. Like, yeah. no big deal. He goes, because like I was on display the entire time, and I just couldn't stop freaking laughing. <laughs> like, hey, did your masseuse like focus really hard on your butt cheeks too, or was it just me? And you're like, huh? I was like, no, dude. Yep. And, and like Robert got uh, like one of the more the they're all professional, but she had like uh, more professional certs. Yeah, and so like she's probably like the sports medical injury masseuse yeah, she was, she was definitely really legit and it was hilarious because like she's just like whatever you yeah. you must you strip down for me so you don't care like you just throw your stuff out yeah. and then, like robert's just in this room naked Bye just myself. just with the masseuse <laughs> meat on show yeah well she okay well like because normally like the massages that i've had they're like i'm gonna start on your shoulders or like i'm gonna start on your neck or your arms and she was like we're gonna go straight to butt cheeks and feet which is my two <laughs> least favorite parts of my body and I was you like, cool. You could have said, hey, I'd prefer if you focus. Well, it's like, you know, like when you jump, you know, like when you go into really cold water, it kind of takes your breath away. So you're like, yeah. <gasps> it was like, it caught me by so, by such surprise. I couldn't, like, I lost my voice. And so I was like, well, I can't. Well, she's already done one foot. Like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be uneven. Oh, shit. And then she, like, yeah. Yeah. She, so- like, had my feet up in the air. Like, she was changing my diaper. It was weird. <laughs> oh yeah that was really funny i i couldn't stop laughing at that so we i didn't know you guys could hear me yeah a couple times i heard you like "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like laughing because my massage is all like amazing and therapeutic like my shoulder knots are all worked out my back feels like it's aligned and i'm like oh this is great and i hear you "Ah!" yeah but just so like that so sums up our friendship like I, I wanted to shower more than anything. You got the shower. Yeah. And then I get the TSA strip search. Yep, you did. You got the blue glove guy. I got the blue glove guy. Yeah, so that was gold. God. We go from there, though, and this is where, like, they they start to hate me because we've already hiked. Uh, we go hang out in the ocean, and we just kind of, like, swimming, and it's beautiful sunset. Mm. Lovely water. I mean, it's just super great. nice. And then we go grab dinner. Um, I would say stick to the local places uh, that are like more traditional local. Some of the fancy places, honestly, they're just not cool. 
Yeah, they're they're like their food's not even locally sourced. Yeah, we, like we were like, "Where's your where's your fish from?" They're like, "Ah, Pacific." You're like, "Sick." Seeing as we're on the Caribbean. You yeah, know, like, I was a little, a little burnt on that because we went to this place had great reviews. Everybody recommended it, and uh, nothing came from the region, and nothing was a local dish. It wasn't even that great, and it was like not it was like you could if it was it's red lobster quality okay yeah, yeah that's great you're going to it. like a corporate chain style and it wasn't a corporate chain but it was just like dude the street vendors are killing it with their local food and they mm-hmm. they've got local catch damn it we missed an opportunity to eat mm-hmm. good tonight yep um but that wasn't the best part after this is like we kind of settled after like massage swim in the ocean nice dinner no now it's time to go jungle trekking at night looking for venomous critters yep and uh our tour guide was so cool yeah super cool local guy came highly recommended from mm-hmm. the kuita tour folks yep he's in the gondoka manzanilla manzanillo area sorry and um shows up wearing tennis shoes yep. shorts and a machete yep and he's got flashlights for us yep and we go straight into the jungle and we literally found hundreds of different things he was so cool like right off the bat we're like we're gonna be best friends yeah yeah what'd you guys call him you called him costa rican he mike? was costa rican mike yeah was like because he was like just as excited as you are it's like 11 o'clock at night almadine and i are tired we're like yo dude if i fake an injury like they've got to turn back right and i know like almadine's like it won't bother like they're not even near us and i just see like two flashlights running in the distance like next to each other in the jungle yeah dude yeah we're like so tired there were some key moments on this trip though that were hilarious oh my god um crossing the the jungle rope bridge with actual american crocodiles yep. underneath us and bats flying across which was really cool because like the the lighting like you did the bats across through and they weren't small bats they no, were like big you know they're probably the size of maybe 13 inches ish mm-hmm. across with their wingspan so like big enough to see and this species of bat hunts in in pairs mm-hmm. so like they yeah they, fish. They, yeah, like they, they stream across the water there and see so we're watching that and then there's like caimans and american crocodiles and their eyes are shining at us and we're on this bridge and then uh we saw this raccoon like, yeah. way up in the tree yeah. like i mean like seriously 100 feet up mm-hmm. um sloths we found several species of snakes and lizards mm-hmm. um it's right around there too that like i knew that amadine and i were into it because he was like, oh, look, spiders. And he ran, and remember you and him ran into the bush. And we're like, just be careful of this huge spider and that huge spider and this huge spider. You're like, like, this is the one you want to get away from. This yeah. is the one we're going after. Yeah, and I was like, okay. Yeah, you're like, here we go. Yeah. The Indiana Jones Bridge. Yeah. We crossed this section of bridge, uh, a total different spot, probably another two miles into the trek. Yeah. And it's like this old, not old, I guess. It's it's an old's a good word. Ornate old bridge that needs to be kind of fixed up and it's got like missing planks in it and uh, it just goes over like a like a stream and a marsh area but you're not like you know you're not in danger walking through it Mm -hmm. kind of thing uh but the reason it becomes a hassle is it's nighttime Mm -hmm. there's no lights on it you're using your flashlights and the brazilian wandering spiders spiders are all over this thing and now that's a very venomous spider yeah that's a very serious spider yeah and they're like the size of a coaster yeah they're big they're big, big bodied you don't miss it thick, like gnarly spiders and uh you're looking up at them and then you need to remind yourself to look down below so you don't <laughs> step through a plank yep. and then there's a bunch of other stuff in there and me Dude. and the guide are having a blast laughing 
laughing her asses off the entire time and robert's not enjoying it i literally i don't know if you saw me but i was grabbed on the almadine's backpack and i was using her as like a shield yeah and meanwhile these things are above you so all they have to do is like drop down it gave me comfort to like because it's a long bridge it wasn't just like thump thump done it was like okay we gotta like it would it took us like five minutes to cross yeah yeah Dude, nope. that was so funny. And then, and then he was like, "How do we? How do we know it's a Brazilian wandering spider?" He goes, "Oh, we can check by the thing underneath his stomach." And he yeah. pulls out his machete. He goes, "Ting, ting, 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 ting." And they like flex, and then yeah. jumps down, and yep. it strings and like rolls around, and uh, everybody's like, "No!" And like, I'm like, "Oh man, that's cool," but also that's also super creepy. Yeah. And uh, so we make it off the terrible bridge. Yes. Well, God. terrible for you guys. Yeah. Only to have to come back through that thing one more I know. time. He was like, "It's a good thing we got to go back." And I was like, "Dude." On the other side of the bridge, though, is when we found the big, big scorpion. Or, sorry, uh, a tarantula. Margarita. Margarita. There's a couple resident spiders. The uh, tarantulas have these little burrows, and they literally are territorial. Yeah. And then we've came across one of those big Costa Rican bullfrogs. Yeah. Who's also territorial. He's like, this dude, like, knows him by name. He goes yeah. to him, visit him on his, his tours. Um, saw our first bullet ant right around there too saw the first bullet ant yeah bullet ants were everywhere like yeah, you do have to be really careful where you step making light of all of it there's venomous snakes and critters all over oh, yeah the place. we didn't see a single fertile ant which was weird we didn't see a single eyelash viper which no. is also crazy we found all the non-venomous species yeah and uh but they could have been under every same leaf like oh, everywhere i'm sure i guarantee it has a couple oh yeah oh yeah you know you're looking at night and you're it's super thick jungle mm-hmm. and he had us turn off our flashlights, and it's pitch black. Like yeah. You couldn't see the your, your hand in front of your face. No, nothing. It's gnarly. Yeah. So, like, we kept going. I think we ended up doing, like, seriously, another, I don't know, I think it was seven miles on that trek, too. Yeah, we that did, sounds about right. I think we did 3.5 out mm-hmm. and came back. And this is all jungle trekking again. It's, like, midnight. Yeah, yeah. Now we've been up since five. Haven't stopped moving since five. Yep. And everybody's like, "All right, we're tired." I'm like, "Guys, we've gotten this far. We have to be here now." Yeah. And you're like, "No, it was I'm fun." Gonna, I'm gonna fake my death. Yeah. Amadi and I were like, nah. uh, And then what was cool though is we 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 start wrapping up. We go back through the terrifying bridge, which is almost just as funny the second time. Remember as- when I tripped and you got mad at me? <laughs> He's like, "Robert, watch your step." Yeah. Yeah, well, I fell, and I fell near Margarita, which is, like, his favorite tarantula, and he got pissed at me for almost hurting her. Yeah. I was like, I'm fine. Thanks, dude. <laughs> We're cool. Don't hurt the spider, Yeah. Bro. And yeah, then... stupid bridge. Next up, we cruise back, coming through all of this, and there's been a storm, a storm warning the entire time, uh-huh. and it starts to freaking pour when we're, like... Buckets. Like what half a mile from the car yeah and we're so lucky though because mm-hmm. we had our rain gear but like the rain is so hard like you really need to have all your electronics covered yeah so like i always bring like a ziploc bag and like a trash bag sometimes even for like emergencies mm-hmm. um when it rains that hard like i'll just like take everything that's vulnerable and put it in two bags yeah um i do have a drive bag but i've actually in the past have had issues getting the drive bag open and closed in time because of how hard the rain hits it like your dry bag actually collects the water sometimes yeah it kind of pulls up pain yeah. so um luckily we get back in time and we just cruise on do our own thing call yep. it a night get like, back at like midnight ish yeah i think it was like close to one was it dang 
um, we call it a night and then cruise on to the next set of deals. Um, and from from the Kawita area, we drove to uh, Guerrero, yeah, yeah. But we we went to the town of La Pavona, the the docks in La Pavona. Oh, sure, sure. And where we met our other tour guide. Yes, and we we had uh, made a deal with locals there to catch a boat ride. Um, again, the traffic there. We hit a closed mountain pass. We had to completely detour, um, which added a lot of time. And so in the Tortuguero area, uh, when we got there, we had planned for the earliest boat, made it to the second last second to last boat. Um, yeah. <laughs> which was like, damn. It was a cool boat ride. Yeah. It's like uh, if, if you've done Disneyland, it's like actual jungle tours. Yeah. Um, you're zipping in, a, in a, a long covered boat and it's about 45 minutes long and you're in this, what they call the Amazon of Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. And lots of wildlife sightings super cool boat ride mm-hmm. and you're going to a total jungle river town yeah. of torto grow um all of these spots by the way are really well known for their wildlife but also their turtle nesting sites so like if you're gonna go try to time it for that stuff because like this is stuff where you literally some of mm-hmm. like leatherback sea turtles pacific and caribbean side in costa rica um in mondoca against uh Man- Gondoka, Manzanillo area, and in the Tortuguero area. Yeah. Um, so, like, when you're hiring these local guides, they not only are keeping the region safe and ecotourism is funding the whole circle of things, they are part of a lot of these projects. So the yeah. like actual designated guides, they make life easier for permits sometimes, or they tell you how to get through it without getting ripped off. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can save you a lot of headache. It's not like hiring a guide in other senses in some places where like that's the more expensive route like this is the better way to mm-hmm. travel in this region um it's really cool we ended up another thing if we had done the trip advisor it would have been 300 us dollars for the three of us to go on a morning canoe ride a day trek in the jungle and a night tour and i got it for 105 105 dollars total and same exact same tour same exact tour and i got our boat ride for literally a third of the cost as well yep so in my my local connections discussions and everything i saved us like 400 bucks easily Mm -hmm. and you could do the same thing you know it's just getting there finding the schedules as best you can finding the activities and then starting to ask around yeah and and, and, you know ask around you know people are nice there people are super nice yeah English is not super strong everywhere, but they do really well with like if you're speaking English to them and they might speak Spanish back to you. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times you can get through it. A lot of the guides also speak English. So like that's another reason to use the guides because they can actually really be helpful for totally. answering the fill in the blank stuff. Totally. Um so when we got to Tortuguero, we stayed on uh one of the beach hotels. We actually that's where we spent the most money for lodging. And still, it was only like the three of us. It was only like a hundred dollars a night. It was really nice. Too. <laughs> it was nice. It's so nice. Yeah, it was like pool. in a pool that was They're epic. Um, same thing in this region, though. Like a hotel was great if you're being lazy and you don't want to do anything. Book your stuff separate from the hotel. Book it in town. Book it with the locals, and go eat at the local restaurants. We. Not only do we have better dinners off the jungle rivers and beautiful scenery and like epic cocktails, mm-hmm. 
it was half the price that the hotel offered. Yeah. And the hotel mm-hmm. is just like literally you end up sitting with a bunch of tourists around their dinner hall and their, you know, pool plaza. And it's not as cool. Like as, you don't get that authentic vibe. Yeah. You know, and these people aren't like hawking at you and they're not like chasing you and they're not yeah. trying to force you to sit down. They may say, oh, do you want to eat here, my friend? Oh, do you want to eat here? But yeah. it's not pushy. It's no, not like yeah. some of the other places I've been where it's a little like uncomfortable and mm-hmm. a bit much. Mm-hmm. It was like you can say, oh, no, thanks. And, you know, you can cruise through all the spots. Um, definitely recommend taking cash on this trip. I'd say if you're going to go travel around like we did, maybe cash out like 300 U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, in their local currency. U.S. currency is also and U.S. currency is taken, too. but like if toll roads, they didn't take U.S. They didn't, they didn't take U.S. currency there, yeah. Um, but a lot of the <clears throat> the city regions or the fixed areas, they do accept cards. So you can find places that accept cards. So like, kind of the rule that we use is like, use card whenever you can to save your cash, yeah. so that you can get your, you know, your roadside stops, your souvenirs, and your toll booth stuff, yeah. and do your negotiations with cash don't do your negotiation with cards that never works yeah because they're like it's 25 bucks you're like can you do 20 you're like no dude you got a card yeah it's 25 bucks. you're like oh damn it yeah i know what credit is so that 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 kind of like helped us in that region too by the time we got in here we had really kind of gotten a grasp of the culture yeah and again people are awesome the experiences are awesome uh we saw three completely different areas and had to put in the drive um each one very special for its own reason um, again, that was the Monteverde Cloud Forest area, the Cuita Gondoca Manzanillo Puerto Viejo region, and the um, Tortuguero area. I would do it again. Yeah, I would do that same trip again. Yeah, and and we plugged it into a seven day schedule. Yeah, and I think for seven days we spent what like fifteen seventeen hundred dollars. Like it was fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred dollars, not bad. Yeah, and we we jam packed those days. We it's not like we just went and chilled i think the next trip like when we go back robert and i are just going to go and probably hang out in kuita and just surf yeah and slow vibe with like the the local you know food scene and the trails instead of like driving all over the country um but like you know there are other areas to costa rica that we have yet to hit there's some really cool spots there um like the guanacoste coast and stuff like that and um you know we weren't really interested in the zip lining. Um, even the horseback tours, I wasn't so keen on it after I saw some of it. Definitely not the horseback tours. Um, cause just, it's not, uh, the, well, some of them look like they're free, free range led. Mm-hmm. Um, but we saw one where it was like, just like the horse handler walking you on the beach. So I'm okay with that. I would have done that. See, that's where I'm like, no dude, this isn't even real horseback riding. Yep. Yeah, Robert's like, can I be tethered to a pony? Yeah, right. Um, does, I just does my horse have to move? Yeah, can I just sit here? Yeah, and look at the view. That's all I want. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, realistically though, the hardest thing that made everything a little more challenging was getting our COVID test in time to come home. Yes. Um, everything else we had left lots of time in between mm-hmm. for error and you know rerouting and all sorts of stuff. But it wasn't until we were getting the COVID test. We did a rapid test. It was 50 bucks per person to leave. The dude <laughs> was slower than molasses, molasses dude. This guy was, like, he, he meant well, but executed everything very poorly. Yes. And like he made a couple key errors that could have actually left us in jeopardy of it getting back to the U.S. And one was like 
uh, screwing up certain dates on the test. So yep. like passport birth dates and stuff like that, which like our customs can be very rigid about. Mm-hmm. Um, even if you have all, it's like clearly you don't have somebody else's freaking COVID test, but like, they're like, no, this isn't Robert Pike of, you know, yeah. August 2nd, 1990. Yeah. It's freaking, yeah. you know, clearly it's somebody else. You know? Yeah. So those are little tidbits of expertise in there. Um, we didn't, well, that's the problem too, is with that day, we, we gave ourselves like an X amount of time to get there. And then outside factors really hindered it. Yeah. You know, he, that he slow closure. burned it too. He was just, he was just, he was getting paid by the hour and wanted his full Day's hour pay. pay yeah so what was your favorite dish you had that was costa rican or food you would be i would say my favorite like costa rican meal um would have to be either that place we had after monteverde at that really really nice cafe or the place we had before we went snorkeling that place was really good that place is good or when think, you had I beans think, on beans? Uh, yeah, when I had beans on beans. Um, we'll come back to that real quick. But I think yours was, wasn't it? Was it the banana smoothie, dude? You were like tripping. And I never got it. What was the other? No, wait. I got, I got a couple of smoothies. You got like the banana smoothie when we were in Monteverde. And you were like tripping, oh, yeah, yeah, tripping yeah. life balls on that thing. Yeah, it was because we had just gotten off the airplane, right? And I was like, I just need – because Almondine and I have a sweet tooth, right? So we like dessert. And we're like, I just need something. You need something a little sweet and savory and like delicious and cold because it's hot. And we're like that smoothie. The guy was like, an, it was like a blessing. He was like, hey, what can I get for you? And, all, and there was like so many choices on me. And we're like, oh, you don't even know. And he was like, how about this and that? We're like, yes, get us this. And it was a banana strawberry smoothie with coconut milk. We're like, this is the greatest thing ever. So good. It was so good. Um, I, think I took that thing down in like two minutes. You did. Yeah. I, I dug their local hot sauce um that i got is it good yeah yeah not their not their like tabasco style sauce yeah. i got their um it's more of like a real thick thick that thing in that mason jar yeah yes yeah. it was bomb it was a chili pepper style paste um mm. and then my beans on bean story was hilarious was so funny. we go there we go to this little places before we go uh snorkeling <clears throat> in the Cuita, uh national park yeah. point the first time eating for the day yeah first time getting like a solid meal outside of breakfast and uh they had run out of cheese and they'd run out of the other thing in the dish so i had asked for the table that we could have like this cheese quesadilla dish with mm-hmm. extra tortillas and beans and i was like that'd be bomb well my <laughs> dish didn't list that it had beans with it yeah. nor did uh and then they didn't have the cheese. So basically I got a big old healthy serving of, you know, home cooked refried beans and some just corn tortillas with, <laughs> <laughs> and I had, I, my plate came out and it was stacked. It, it was a it was, full plate. It was so cheap for as much food as we got. Mm-hmm. It was like, I think the whole meal was like for you, me and Almedine, it was like 15 bucks. And it was like drinks included. Everything. Yeah. Drinks included. I got, I got a tamarindo, mm-hmm. uh, like local fruit drink and then um just water and a couple of things but it was hilarious because it's like i was like oh today's meal is bean on beans sorry guys yeah yeah (laughs) it's like oh man seriously Uh, but it was good that was good food was great we needed the fuel because we were burning it we Mm -hmm. did like i said i think when i charted our trip you know we had drive time and we had a lot of hike time yeah 
but I think we closed out our trip at 51.2 miles of hiking in seven days, Sounds about right. which was hilarious because I, I like rechecked it and I looked at the mountain. I was like, no, that's okay. That's, that's right. Yeah. And everybody's, my feet are tired. Yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah, I'm dude. tired. That's why Almadina and I were like, yo, we just hiked like we've been going since five o'clock in the morning. Can we please turn around? You're like, just a couple more miles. We're like, I'm like, you okay. see that tree over there in the distance? Yeah. Once we hit that one, we can turn around. Yeah. Everybody's like, no. I mean, I'm, I'm really, I mean, I guess it's one thing that's cool is because the flights and everything was so cheap that we can go back. But I'd really would have liked to have seen the eyelash viper. You know, yeah, for as much as I don't list. like snakes, I really would have wanted to see one. That's on the list. That and a couple of their false uh, coral snakes yeah. and, of course, leatherback sea turtles. Yeah, that would have been cool. Some, we should definitely go back. To. Yeah. And then. We lucked out too. I mean, like, so obviously travel is not for everybody right now, and mm-hmm. totally respect that and understand it. Um, but if you are vaccinated and you feel up to traveling and you're game for wearing the mask, honestly, we've been able to do it real, really safely. Um, a lot of the airlines are really on point. Yeah, a lot of the travel it. setups are really on point. Bookings are on point. Um, you know, it's you can do it safely and you can do it very cheaply. Uh, and of course, you can travel to the comfort of your own style mm-hmm. uh, everywhere. Um, I would say if you're going to travel to Costa Rica too, uh, and you're not game for driving, uh, book your hotels that pick you up from the airports. Yeah, um, a lot of them have shuttles. Um, you can also go to like the there's remote airports that you can fly. They're a little harder to book. They're a little more sketchy too. Yeah, they can be more sketchy. Uh, if, if you're doing any of the public transportation, like you're doing any like the buses, give yourself twice the amount of time yeah. that you actually think you need. Like if they say, oh yeah, the bus takes six hours, plan two days. Mm-hmm. Like I passed so many buses while driving. Mm-hmm. If you are going to drive, Get a four by four vehicle. Don't screw around. Even on the good roads when it's raining really hard, yeah. sometimes you got to go slow. I had to put four by four on on the the steep mountain terrains that were actually still paved, mm-hmm. but the tires all four couldn't get good purchase in the sharp steep turns. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it was a thing. Everyone there's a really cautious driver too. I mean, yes, there, there's very a lot curious. of really good drivers in Costa Rica. It's not like Mexico City where it's like. You know, yeah, just, it'll buff out like no worries. Yeah, Costa Rica goes up there for technicality and skill yeah. rating for just the type of roads and the mm-hmm. terrain, but then the the drivers themselves and like the rules, of the road, and like that brings it into a moderate level. Yeah, they're very, very, they're, Costa Rica um, does a lot of things right. Yeah, Costa Rica does a lot of things if right. If you need like if you if you need like an entry level country to kind of like if you want to start exploring like the world and start traveling more, Costa Rica is a great first country to go to i would think yeah you know? i would i highly second that i would say that's a great place to get your feet wet and, mm-hmm. in real good international travel say costa rica and then texas <laughs> texas. texas is its own country man it's you're, wild over there texas is your your third world stopover yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry texas california is just better sorry we're gonna throw the california dig on that one yeah uh you know they, don't, they really don't like in and out there Dude, they're yeah, they're about Whataburger. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say too, like if you've done like uh, any rural type of trip, stateside, like you kind of got a basic to the next step, which yeah. would be Costa Rica. Clearly, if you've traveled Mexico on your own to any far destination, this is going to be a lot more breezy. Yeah, you're fine. You got it. You made your. You, you got your it. Yeah. yeah. 
even if you've like done the trek to Hawaii and you didn't just stay in a lodge that picked you up from the time you dropped off at the airport. That's a really good point. Yeah. This has kind of got that Hawaii vibe. Uh minus not everybody speaking English. Uh but even that, I mean it's not like a hindrance. People no. understand. They'll sit there and listen, they'll try to talk back to you, help yeah. you, work with you. A lot of the Engl- a lot of the stuff is in both languages. Uh so yeah, it's not like a scary country to travel. By, by no means you know yeah do pay attention to, to crime trends we did we did notice in the port of area puerto viejo area there were a couple shitheads that looked like they run were running some type of racket on mm. non-suspecting tourists running around with cameras out and iphones in their hands um but even still it's not like mm. la vibe and it's not like you know johannesburg vibe mm. or mexico city vibe. And there were police within distance most most times yeah there's a lot there's a heavy police presence yeah, and they're District, and yeah. they're not a negative presence like the federales. Yeah, like, exactly. You don't see them go, ah, yeah. damn it. Yeah. You see them go, oh, that's cool. Oh, they're okay, helping cool. those people out over there. Bye. You know? Yeah, it's not a stressful encounter. Yeah, no, it's great. I thought it's ten for Costa Rica. For sure. Yeah, ten out of ten. Uh, great sightseeing, great eco tour options, get great lodging, mm-hmm. good food. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do balance. They do have some of your more American classic foods too. So if you can't eat certain spices and seasonings yeah. and you're still getting your feet wet on the yeah. international were scene. good. We had pasta. That was good. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of pizza there. A lot of pizza. It was, yeah, 10 out of 10. It was great. Uh, yeah, I mean, the coffee tours, that coffee tour at Monteverde. Love my favorite part. So cool. Uh, the sustainable factor of their coffee, the polycropping aspect, the uh, fair source labor aspect, all of the different things like looped in helps you really see coffee through a different lens, yeah. uh, more like a wine process, you know? It's extremely intricate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Our tour guide knew everything. Yeah, he there was, was a couple of times I thought you'd get him, but awesome. he was like, nope, this oh, is yeah. the answer. I definitely had a hard – I had a fun time asking him hard questions because yeah. I was so curious about so many things. Um, get, he, he was, like, was just like, one. yeah, he's like – harder one. Because yeah. I was like, all right, so, you know, parasites, ground health, soil mm-hmm. health, uh, biodiversity – uh seasonal crops best time to pick how do you Mm -hmm. pick you know like all these different things and we just went through so many complicated awesome layers Mm -hmm. nerded out for myself he was having a blast oh yeah he just came back he's like oh great question i'm glad you asked that Mm -hmm. like so we had like a really interactive tour and um we took home coffee from there which was freaking bomb uh and got a really good uh collective uh I don't know, not, you don't acquire a palate for it, but you get to uh, go through like kind of like how to assess coffee. Mm-hmm. And they did a really good job of like taking us through like all the different kinds of roasting, different kinds of harvest blends, mm-hmm. uh, you know, your brewing techniques, uh, how you steep your coffee, everything. And then, yeah, trying it out. It's fantastic. Um, and at the end of the day, you're supporting locals and keeping what they do intact. And that's, based into ecotourism because they the way that they interact with the land is is not a negative so mm-hmm. like there's so many cool things to it um not all coffee places are like that just fyi yeah so it is important to do your research on where you're buying your coffee from what kind of coffee you're getting how they source it how they're certified how they import it uh if you want to make a positive impact in that region with your daily choices uh but it's not that hard to do. Oh. Honestly, there's a lot of good information out there. And you can really nerd out when it comes to a coffee tour. I mean, it's like 
going from Coors Light to your backyard award-winning mm-hmm. brewery and being able to taste the difference and know the difference, you know? I spent like four hours there. Yeah, I feel dude. like we could have easily spent a couple more. Oh, yeah. I yeah. was, yeah, I could have been there all day. Yeah. So, yeah, next cool. up, we've got a couple mini episodes and we've yeah. got a big player coming in. We have a, we actually have, we have three big players coming in, but we have one key big episode coming one up. Big guy. Yeah. Uh, so I hate surprises. I hate them. Dude. Surprises. <laughs> but the other two guys are also huge. It's just yeah. the interviews. Uh, we had so many issues with yeah. the, the connectivity, so it'll make those shorter. Uh, but. Yeah, guys, thank you for thank you for listening. Sorry again, we were a little MIA, but it was for good reasons, and we're back and better than ever. Yeah, I hope you took the time to catch up on the other episodes. Yeah. Uh, if you guys are listening to this now, make sure you follow and subscribe to our channels where we host the podcast, uh, the Instagram page itself. If you are tuning in via the Instagram, you can always listen to the podcast through the link in our bio. Um, if you guys are just now connecting with Robert and I, mm-hmm. we are part of Global Conservation Force. We do international conservation projects in anti-poaching, community-based conservation, education and awareness, and counter-wildlife trafficking. Um, Costa Rica was actually not part of that. Nope, just for uh, fun. We wanted to take a break from the grind because it's nonstop, and we wanted to go check off a bucket list item that was like, we have to go here. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we could highly recommend it to other people um so yeah thank you guys for following hope you've uh, enjoyed listening to this little travel detour episode uh, a little bit of a rambling on but it was, it was fun lots of good information there and like i said uh check out our previous episodes it'll help make uh more sense with the context of what's coming because mm-hmm. we have in the coming months we have a lot of our big conservation players coming in through um coming in through the show because we're going to start picking them up as we're in the field uh robert and i are going to be leaving shortly back to the field uh for quite a while working on quite a bit of stuff a long Uh, time so we will be sharing updates this is where the uh exclusive updates will be coming through uh before they hit social media or they finish edits or they hit the website um i would say probably in speed it goes uh instagram podcast facebook website and then backlog through yeah. everything else because uh just to get everything processed through so then also uh some of the stuff will be available on our youtube channel for global conservation course as well so with cool. that thank you guys for tuning in and we'll catch you next time bye